When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to my podcast. Before we begin, I want to talk to you about something that I am so excited about, and that is my 2019 Mental Health Makeover Initiative. Every month, I'm going to tackle a specific problem, issue, concept related to mental health. I'll be presenting you with the major issues in the current system and how to find healing for yourself and a loved one. Today we're going to talk about why personality profiles are not adequate in explaining who you are and we're going to talk about my UQ profile that's in my book The Perfect You that we, that we are exploring this month and how this helps you find your uniqueness. For more information on how to join the book club that's running every month, check out my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter to get more tips and info on this mental health makeover. Don't forget as well to subscribe to my YouTube channel for the weekly live discussions and get the book The Perfect You which is on sale now less 35%. You can go to drleaf.com to get the book and there's also an Audible and Kindle version available. If you can't make my YouTube live, you can watch it anytime afterwards on my YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. So let's dive into today's podcast which as I said we're going to be exploring why personality profiles don't really tell you much about who you are and how I'm going to explain to you about my UQ, which is the unique qualitative assessment profile, which falls into a different type or a different genre of approaching how to understand our uniqueness. The problem that we're facing when it comes to personality profiles and, and IQs and all this kind of these measuring tools is that they're trying to categorize you. This is one of the main issues. They're trying to categorize you and put you in a group. But the problem is that you are your own category. You are type you. You can't be in a group. You can't be like someone else. It's actually physically impossible. According to the research, neuroscientific research on the brain, the law of the brain is diversity, which means that even though we all have the same brain structures and neurotransmitters and proteins and enzymes and circuits and cells and all that kind of thing, the way that they work is different for every single human. Even the proteins, even down to the level of proteins, the way they vibrate is different to each and every, is different for each and every one of us. As you're listening to me now, there's a whole lot of you listening to the same message, but the way you're processing what I'm saying and the way that you're building this into your brain as a thought or a memory is completely different for each of you. So we have this at our core fundamental physical nature. We have this law of diversity or this uniqueness built into who we are. Each and every one of our brains is literally attuned or designed to align with how you uniquely think in your mind. Remember, the mind and the brain are not the same thing. The mind is separate from the brain. The mind works through the brain. They work together and we build our thoughts into our brain. So the brain responds to the mind. Your mind is unique. And your brain is uniquely designed to match your unique mind. So by filling in a personality profile like the Myers-Briggs or Discus or there's so many out there, you will get information. 
I'm not denying that. You will get information that will probably give you some great insight into yourself. But the biggest negative factor about them is that it's going to put you into a category which you are not a category. You are type you. You are unique. You're not like anyone else. So they're kind of limiting. I practiced clinically for 25 years and one of the things that always came into my hands when a patient came to see me was they would bring reports and inevitably on those reports there was an IQ test done and sometimes even a personality test. And these are two different categories or two different ways of looking at people's potential and abilities and capabilities and uniqueness and so on. And I would always be very wary of these. And this is the reason why. The IQ movement is an old movement. It's been around for years. It's a numerical score based on answers to a limited number of questions. But it is by no means an indication of your potential nor is it an indication of your uniqueness. It's merely a snapshot in time. And that's what I would tell my patients, that yes, this is a number. And according to the research, if you get below a certain number, it doesn't mean that you, it means that you're not university material, or it means you're not this. And a lot of decisions were made by teachers for children, by parents for children, by professionals for children, by adults for themselves from an IQ score. And it's so wrong because it's so limiting. If you're having a bad day and you happen to take an IQ on a bad day, your score may may have come out super low. But that's just what you were like at that moment. It doesn't talk about your potential, your uniqueness, your ability to function in different environments, the context of the environment that you're in at that stage. And now we now looking back, IQs are not used that much anymore because the whole movement has been considered unscientific. The next movement after the IQ movement was the personality profile movement. And it was kind of a sort of retaliation against the IQ movement where they tried to be more expansive and look into a person's personality more and look and be more um, in, uh, more inclusive of people's context of their life and look a little bit more at uniqueness. And to a certain extent, they achieved that goal and definitely looked a lot more at a person's potential than what an IQ did. But they are also extremely limited. Because they are very category focused, by putting a person into a category, you are in in essence labeling a person and as soon as you put a person in a box and label them, then they stay there unless you decide to break out of that box. I don't believe in boxes or labels or categories because I don't believe that their box even exists or the category should exist. We need to recognize that uniqueness is actually what it is. Uniqueness means standalone and I often say this, you're a standalone designer babe. There's no one like you, so you cannot be put in a box. You cannot have your potential limited. And we don't even know what your potential is because it's it's unlimited. And in fact, I did a lot of research on intelligence and whether intelligence is an organic, dynamic or static concept. And for many years, the IQ movement and even the personality profile movement went on the thinking, incorrect thinking that has now been disproved that intelligence is static. In other words, it is not developmental. It doesn't change. Fortunately, now with new research, we do know that that, that's incorrect, that we are always growing. Intelligence is unlimited. You keep developing. You have a basic core personality that is totally unique, but it keeps on changing. So therefore, we shouldn't label. So the next movement, which is where my work falls into, is called the geodesic movement. And geodesic is a big fancy word, which basically means all-encompassing, looking at context, looking at potential, looking at no boxes, no labels, no categories, no numbers. It looks at a person's ability to think, feel, and choose in their own absolutely and utterly unique way. 
So what I did, did research to develop a way of trying to look, get some sort of insight into an unlimited, the unlimited brilliant potential of humanity. And any test, I have to say up front, any kind of profile test, questionnaire, whatever you want to call it, is never going to fully capture even the essence of a person's brilliance or their uniqueness. But at least if you look at, if you, if you approach it from um, the angle that I believe I have approached it from, which is to look at a person's, to recognize and honor a person's uniqueness, you are, you will be closer to the truth. So the profile that I developed was long, complex, and took many hours to administer. And I am happy to tell you that I've simplified that and put that, the different versions of it into my different books. And today we're specifically going to talk about the UQ, the Unique Qualitative Assessment Profile. That has, it's not numerical in that it's not limited to a limited number of questions that is trying to tell you that you have a certain level of static intelligence. It's a limited number of questions, but those questions are unlimited in what you can do with them. There's also no wrong answer. It's also, I put the proviso right up front as, as I explain this to you and you'll see it in my book as well, that this is not, this is only a taste of who you are and that this is a developmental concept because uniqueness is like that. You as a person are constantly developing on a daily basis. With every experience that you go through today is adding richness to how you were yesterday and tomorrow will add another layer of richness. And each experience you have is constantly developing you as a person. So the unique qualitative assessment profile that's in my Perfect You book falls under this, this domain of the geodesic era, which recognizes the diversity and the uniqueness and the organic nature and developmental nature of who you are as a person. So the IQ movement and the personality profile movement are, in essence, what we call reductionistic, which is a fancy word for reducing you down to a number or reducing you down to an organism or reducing you down to a category. In other words, putting you in a box. It's a very, what we call materialistic approach, where it sees you almost like a computer or a, what we call in fancy scientific words, a biological automaton. In other words, a living computer. But that's not who we are. And science shows us that, that we are very unlimited and complex. So, and life is complex and the human condition is complex. So in my profile, the UQ, I try and accommodate for that. There's no wrong answer. The answers are going to change constantly. It's a developmental process. It's basically look, helping you to understand the unique way that you think, feel and choose. Because as you think, feel and choose, you are creating realities in your mind in your and, and building those as physical structures in your brain. And then you're acting, you're speaking and you're doing. So you're living your life. So you process, build and live. And you do that in your unique way. And this profile helps you understand the best, how that works for you and the best way that you can actually develop this. So I talk about in my, in the book, The Perfect You, I talk about it being a blueprint for your perfection. So a blueprint's like a map. It's what an architect will, will draw before they actually draw the final plans. And then you, from there you build the house. And so it's, it's a process. So that's why I talk about your, the UQ giving you a blueprint, giving you insight into this nature, the unique way that you think, feel and choose and how that's going to develop and grow. So it's an ongoing process. And basically, you'll see, and we'll have a look, if you have a look at the profile, you'll see that it is based on some, I give you in the book, I talk about the science behind the profile. I took a, talk about seven different metacognitive modules. I give you a bunch of different scientific things. And what that means is that um, the, the, the science of thoughts is very complex. Thoughts are memories. And as you think, feel, and choose, you build thoughts and your brain responds. And what we see from the research is that thoughts have got these uh, different components to them. So like a digestive system has got different parts, your thoughts have got different parts. And for a thought to form, 
all the different parts have to be activated. So one thought that you form is has got literally got seven parts to it. So you'll see in the UQ profile, the unique qualitative assessment profile, that there's seven categories of questions. And, and those categories of questions are based on what we call metacognitive modules, which um, is research that I've done showing that there's seven parts to the formation of a thought. And the different questions relate to the different parts of a thought. So they, they, they grouped into these different areas. And as you fill in those questions, what you are doing is your brain, as you are processing the information, your mind moves through your brain and those different parts of your brain are activated in response to the different stages that a thought goes through in terms of being built. So that's the reason that you'll see that there's seven parts to the, the actual questions on the profile. Um, these, these different modules all interact. So you'll see, for example, that one module is one module of questions is linguistic, which means words. And one is visual spatial, which basically deals with the ability to see in your mind's eye and deal with spatial concepts and so on. Another one is kinesthetic, which deals with movement and being aware of your, uh, how your body feels and being able to, to move around in, a, in terms of playing a sport and, and navigate through a room and that kind of stuff. Another one is intrapersonal, which is the ability to think deeply inside your mind and so on. So there's seven different areas, seven lots of questions that relate to each of these. Now, what's happened in the past is a lot of people, because of the IQ movement and the personality profile movement, and, and which also incorporates the learning styles theory, people often think that they are an auditory learner or a visual learner or a kinesthetic learner. But you can't be one. What the research shows is that your thoughts are so complex that they, that all seven parts have to be included. And those seven parts being that you have to, every single thought has an auditory component, a visual component, a kinesthetic component, an intrapersonal component, an interpersonal component. All the different elements are included and you have to use all of those as you're thinking. So that's why you see the seven categories. Now, you'll see that the questions are quite complex. The questions are, there's no one answer. There's no wrong answer. And it's an exploratory process. You can do this profile as often as you want. You can take as long as you want. The more you write, the more specific you are, the more you explore, the more you're going to learn about yourself, about the unique way that you think, feel, and choose. So this is something that I recommend that you do. Take your time. Don't put a time limit on it. Take it as a challenge over time. Maybe do it every year. You can do this as often as you want because you keep on changing. So what I'm going to do is just very quickly go through one of the questions with you. But before I dive into that question, this is so linked to mental health. Mental health is you knowing who you are and understanding how you think, feel and choose on a moment by moment basis in response to the demands and the challenges of life and dealing with those things that you can't control and those traumas and those all the things that you can't control, which is pretty much just about everything every day because we don't know what's coming up. But if you understand you, if you understand how you think, feel and choose, and you understand that you can self-regulate this process, the better you know you, the more you are able to evaluate how you function, you are going to be able to capture those thoughts. You're going to be able to evaluate your thinking, feeling and choosing, stand back and observe them in order to react in the correct way. Because even though we cannot control the events and circumstances of life, we can control our reactions. So this profile will really help you to learn how to control your reactions to the events and circumstances of life, which has everything to do with mental health. Incorrect reactions and toxic reactions create mental ill health, and we swing between those two constantly. So this is a fantastic profile to help you to understand that and to help to learn to self-regulate. This is something I did with all my patients. It became a huge part of my therapeutic interaction. Such a useful thing. I use it for myself, use it for my kids. 
get my family doing it, etc. So, for example, module one, you'll see um, in your in your when you go to your book under the profiling the perfect you, because you're literally profiling who you are. The first module is called the intrapersonal metacognitive module of thinking, feeling, and choosing. And I give you a brief explanation of what it is. And then I ask you the first question. I'm just going to grab one of these. I'm going to grab question two. Question two says, our minds, remember the mind is separate from the brain, are designed in such a way that we are able to stand outside of ourselves and observe our range of emotions as we deal with the events and circumstances of the day. How aware are you of your feelings as the day unfolds? Do you have a sense of watching yourself go from happy to sad to irritated, frustrated, or plain angry or happy, and then ecstatic with excitement, then bored and depressed, and so on in response to the events and circumstances of the day? Please describe below as fully as you can what this looks like in your life on a day-to-day basis, including how often you think like this. For example, I am only aware of my emotions when I get worked up or excited about something, so only when it is an extreme situation and often only when someone points it out. Or, I am aware of how I feel most of the time and can control my emotions quite well. There's the, the statement, the question, I would recommend you read it once more, once or twice. Start thinking about it, and then I'd make a comment. The more descriptive you are, the better. And you start looking at that question and start unpacking it. So you will see that there's not enough space in your book. I recommend you get a notebook, that you keep that notebook and start really exploring and, and really getting to grips with this. I hope this helps you. It's such an exciting process. I, it was invaluable with my patients. I still do this process. I still fill in this profile. It's such a great way of training you to self-regulate your thinking, feeling, and choosing, which is one of the core issues when it comes to mental health. I know you'll love this. I'm looking forward to your feedback and enjoy this. And thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.